Hello everyone, this is Tom Fox and I'm the Compliance Evangelist. I'd like to welcome you to my January 2018 podcast series of 31 Days to a More Effective Compliance Program. But first, a word about this month's sponsor, Conversant. Conversant brings a different kind of ethics and compliance solution to your organization. These days, business success demands something different, a corporate culture centered on integrity and ethical behavior. Conversant provides your teams with a centralized platform and automated processes that connect your business goals with your ethics and values. The result, a highly strategic program that drives ethics and values to the center of your business. Through the use of the Conversant Ethics Cloud platform, it gives you the choice of what you need according to your compliance program maturity. As your compliance program progresses on its ethical journey, Conversant can meet the needs of your requirements with unified ease of use and all of your ethics compliance data in one place, increasing transparency and efficiency while reducing cost. If you have been following me over the past year, you know that I have gone on a one-year exploration of various components of a best practices compliance program. However, during this exploration, there were two very important documents released by the Department of Justice relating to a best practices compliance program. In February 2017, there was the Evaluation of Corporate Compliance Programs document, and in November 2017, there was the announcement of the new FCPA Corporate Enforcement Policy. Therefore, in this month of January, I'm going to lay out for you what should go into your best practices compliance program based upon the 10 hallmarks of an effective compliance program and these two documents. Over the next 31 days, I will be exploring the best way to more fully operationalize a compliance program using the most recent DOJ resources. I hope you will join me for the full 31 days as we engage in an exploration to a more effective compliance program. 31 Days to a More Effective Compliance Program is a part of the Compliance Podcast Network. Day 7, Compliance Policies and Procedures. There are, nu- there are numerous reasons to put some serious work into your compliance policies and procedures. They are certainly a first line of defense when the government comes knocking. The 2012 FCPA guidance made clear that whether a company has policies and procedures that outline responsibilities for compliance within your company, detail proper internal controls, auditing practices and documentation policies and set forth disciplinary procedures will also be considered by the DOJ and SEC. By using the word considered, it is clear that this means the regulators will take a strong view against a company that does not have a well-thought-out and articulated set of policies and procedures, all, all of which are systematically reviewed and updated. Moreover, having written policies having policies written out and signed by employees provides what some consider the most vital layer of communication and acts as an internal control. Together with a signed acknowledgement, these documents can serve as evidentiary support if a future issue arises. In other words, the document, document, document mantra applies just as strongly to this area of anti-corruption compliance as any others. The specific written policies and procedures required for a best practices compliance program are well-known and long-established. The 2012 FCPA guidance stated, 
Among the risks that a company may need to address include the nature and extent of the transactions with foreign governments, including payments to foreign officials, use of third parties, gifts, travel, and entertainment expenses, charitable and political donations, and facilitating and expediting payments. Policies help form the basis of expectation of conduct in your company. Procedures are the documents that implement these standards of conduct. The role of compliance is to protect companies, their stakeholders, including employees, third parties, and others, despite an occasional relapse, relapse or lapse. In other words, prevent, detect, and remediate. A company's compliance policies provide a basic set of guidelines for employees and others to follow. Compliance policies should give general prescriptions and should be supplemented by more specific procedures. By establishing what is and what is not acceptable ethical and compliant behavior, a company helps mitigate the risk posed by employees who might not always make the right ethical choices. The evaluation of corporate compliance programs document released by the Department of Justice in February 2017 builds upon the requirement articulated in the 2012 FCPA guidance. Under prong four, policies and procedures, there are two parts, design and accessibility and operational integration. Part A has the following components, design, compliance, policies, and procedures, applicable policies and procedures, accessibility. Compliance policies do not have to guarantee that an employees will always make the right decision. However, effective implementation and enforcement of compliance policies demonstrates to the government that a company is operating professionally and ethically for the benefit of its stakeholders, its employees, and the community it serves. There are five general elements to a compliance policy. It should stake out the following. Who the compliance policy applies to, set out what the objective is of the compliance policy, describe why the compliance policy is required, outline examples of both acceptable and unacceptable behavior under the compliance policy, and finally lay out specific consequences for failure to comply with the compliance policy. The evaluation of corporate compliance programs also mandates there must be a communication of your compliance policies and procedures throughout the workforce and relevant stakeholders, such as third-party and business venture partners. Under Part B of Prong 4 is the operational integration section with the following components. Responsibility for integration, including the following questions. Who has been responsible for integrating policies and procedures? With whom have they consulted, i.e. business segments officers? Have they, how have they been rolled out? And do, they, do compliance personnel assess whether employees understand the policies? There are two specific areas that policies and procedures need to focus on. There are around payments and third parties. And so prong four has the following components. Payment systems. How was the misconduct in question funded, i.e. purchase orders, employee reimbursements, discounts, petty cash? What processes could have prevented or detected improper access to these funds? Have these processes been improved? Next, under vendor management, if vendors had been involved in the misconduct, what was the process for vendor selection, and did the vendor in question go through that process? This means that it is more than simply having appropriate policies and procedures. It is operationalizing them into your compliance program down to the business unit level. How can you do so? Compliance training is only one type of communication. This is a key element for compliance practitioners because if you have a 30,000 plus worldwide workforce, simply the logistics of training can appear daunting. 
Small groups where detailed questions about policies and procedures can be raised and discussed can be a powerful teaching tool. Another technique can be posting FAQs in common areas and virtually on your website. Also, having written compliance policies signed by employees provides what some consider the most vital vital layer of communications. Assigned acknowledgement can serve as evidentiary support if a future issue arises. Finally, never forget the example of the Morgan Stanley Declination, where the recalcitrant employee annually signed such certifications. These certifications help Morgan Stanley walk away with a full declination. The 2012 guidance ends its section on policies with the following. Regardless of the specific policies and procedures implemented, these standards should apply to personnel at all levels of the company. It is important that compliance policies and procedures are applied fairly and consistently throughout the organization. The fair process doctrine demonstrates that if compliance policies and procedures are not consistent, applied consistently, there is a greater chance that an employee dismissed for breaching a policy could successfully claim he or she was unfairly terminated. This last point cannot be more fully overemphasized. If an employee is going to be terminated for fudging their expense accounts in Brazil, you had best make sure that the same conduct lands your top producer in the United States with the same quality of discipline. So what are today's three key takeaways? Number one, the code of conduct together with written policies and procedures form the backbone of your compliance program. Number two, the DOJ and SEC expect a well-thought-out and articulated set of compliance policies and procedures. And number three, the fair process doctrine holds for application of policies and procedures. This is Tom Fox. I hope you have enjoyed day seven in my 31-day exploration of... <coughs> creation of a best practices compliance program and i hope you'll join me tomorrow for day eight where we take up the topic of internal controls and compliance this is tom fox again thank you for listening to this episode of 31 days to a more effective compliance program sponsored by conversant i hope you will join me tomorrow and indeed for the entire 31 days in january while i will be exploring the best way to more fully operationalize your compliance program using the most recent resources the Department of Justice has communicated to us, the evaluation of corporate compliance programs, and the new FCPA corporate enforcement policy. This is Tom Fox. Thank you again for listening. 31 Days to a More Effective Compliance Program is a part of the Compliance Podcast Network. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.